you guys. It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Connection Podcast. Yep. Where, in just under an hour, we are going to dive into the Bible and come full circle with God and His Word. Word up. Same day as the last episode. A little bit later on. You don't need to tell them the secrets, bro. Oh shoot! You don't I mean, need to tell them I the mean, secrets. totally next week after next week uh, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> breaking the fourth wall down. <laughs> now we still got Martin and Oscar in the room. Matt had to leave. Yeah, Matt had to go. It's all right. He had to go to work. But so we're gonna be um talking about something that we've all kind of been through. And I've this. never been through this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Neither have I. I just wanted to say that make people feel better. No, uh, definitely have been through this. Even read a book about it. But um, really, it's it's talking about. Who's qualified to be used by God? Ooh. Who like, what makes you worthy to for God to say, "I want to use your life"? Yeah, God wants to use you, Oski. You don't even know. Um, know. <laughs> so our first point is that you got to be pure, perfect. Ooh, just kidding. No, that is, that is completely false. That is not true. You do not have to be perfect for God to use you. In fact, it seems like it's more of the opposite that God uses, right? Yeah, right. Um, so we're going to dive into this. Uh, Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 Sit through 13. Sit in your chairs. Sit back, grab your coffee, grab your popcorn. And just listen. Listen because it's a little, little long, but little um, this is before Moses has gone to Pharaoh and God has given Moses the commission to... Go to Pharaoh and say, hey, let my people go. Y'all know the song, the children's church song or children's choir song. I'm not going to sing it because I don't remember it, but let my people go. go. Something like that. <laughs> so beginning in verse one, it says, Moses answered, what if they don't believe me or listen to, and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what's that in your hand? A staff? Moses replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it as I would too because I hate snakes. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and turned it back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Mm. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back into your cloak. The Lord said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, If they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. But if they don't believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. That's gross. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I've never been eloquent, neither in the past, nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Dang. Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them the sight? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Dang. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord, please send someone else. I'm going to stop there. So God has given Moses a commission. He said, I'm choosing you to... <sighs> Go to the most powerful man in the world Pharaoh. and tell him that you need to let these people go because I told him to. Okay. 
Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> no, so Moses is a classic example of someone who is like, ah, God, I, I, not me. I can't speak very well. And he keeps going on after this. And God's like, listen, I got you. Like, I'll speak for you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. You have what you need. And Moses is like, no, like, really, you should send someone else. And, like, God gets angry with Moses and sends Aaron. So I think the first part of this is that it's a, it's a paralyzing fear of not enough. Hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people tend to get caught up is in, in saying that, like, God can't use me because I don't have what I need. Yeah. And that's actually, it's, it's really reversed. And it's like, you don't have to have what you need. You have to have, you have to have what you have mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. God makes up the rest. That's the whole idea of like, God is the God of the margins, right? Do what you do, everything you can do and God will make up the rest. And going into this, going back into this, it says where God asks Moses, what's that in your hand? God's essentially saying here, what do you have? Right? A, a stick. He can use anything. Literally, it's a stick, right? It's a shepherd's staff that was used for multiple different things, tending the, the but sheep. it's just and, a stick. But at the end of the day, it's just a stick. It's a piece of wood. It ain't no sword. Right. And I just think that's a testament to, that God, God appears in the very ordinary things. He's not flashy. He didn't send Jesus with thunder and lightning and the heavens splitting open. He'll come like that at the end. But... When, Jesus, or when God first sent Jesus, he came as a baby in the middle of nowhere, in a dirty place, in a cave, mm-hmm. pretty much. Right? God doesn't really do things flashy. He can, and sometimes he does when he brings fire, when Elijah calls fire down from heaven. Right? That's pretty flashy. Pretty crazy. But it seems like most of the time, God uses the people who are broken, the pe- people who are kind of uh, messed up and who don't think they have what they need. And God will use that. Hmm. Another example of this, I'm going to read this real quick, is Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, right? And in chapter 1, verses 4 through 10, it says, The word of the Lord came to me, this is Jeremiah speaking, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. Okay, so a similarity there. But the Lord said to me, don't say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send, to, send you to and say whatever I command you. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Hmm. So two very, very similar stories here, right? Moses is like, I don't know how to speak. Jeremiah is like, I don't know how to speak. God says, who gave you your mouth? Yeah. I will put the words in there for you. I will go before you. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, back in Exodus in 11, it says, now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. So in, in all these situations, like this really speaks to me a lot. Personally, being a pastor and not having some sort of formal education, not having a degree in it all, but being able to have that call in my life for God to come and say, you're going to be a pastor, like kind of speaking directly to me in in moments and confirming this. It's like, how? And God says, you don't have to know how, just do what I tell you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do what you can't in all of this. Hmm. 
So again, it's that paralyzing fear of, of not enough in both of these stories. And we, and we get caught up in that. And it's just, I mean, like in a nutshell, like this is just like, do what you can with what you have, with what God has already given you and he will make up the rest. Yeah. Right. Whether it's a staff, whether it's a mouth, whatever it is. And it's interesting too, that like two of the biggest pastors I follow, Stephen Furtick and Michael Todd, Martin likes both those guys. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to Transformation Conference in a few weeks, and their thing, is, their kind of motto is "All you have is all you need." Essentially, saying like, you know, everything starts with the beginning of of something. It probably mm-hmm. sucks, and it's probably not great, and it's probably not refined. But what you have is what you need. All you have is all you need, right? A staff in your hand, or um, a book in your hand or mm-hmm. the job you have, right? Whatever it is, God will use that. Or Stephen Furtick has that book called Unqualified, where it's like, he talks about this story of Moses saying like, I'm not enough. And God says, you don't have to be enough because I am mm-hmm. who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, bro, go ahead. Uh, Say it, Martin. Uh, it's just like um, tying to that, you know how when the disciples and Jesus went to that, um, I can't remember like that part where like there's like was it three thousand people or four thousand people where like they didn't have enough food because like you know obviously like, ah, yes. they had a feed yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. being the five thousand and then like <laughs> yeah so like but when I hear like Pastor Stephen talk about it, I'm putting reality like like they didn't have very much but they still used that they you know that person a little kid's lunch and with that little like you know f- that food they had yeah, yeah God still made something extraordinary out of that you know and, it, and like if you put in perspective like a lot of people are like man I only have maybe I only make this much I do this like but God can still use that. Like if God was able to, in that yes. situation, use that kid's lunch to feed the 5,000, yes. to make a miracle happen in that time where Jesus was at, he can, he can do the exact same thing for that. If he did that for that person, he can do it for that, you know, for you too. And like, that's just like, that's pretty powerful. I was, that, that, is, a, that is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Are you good, bro? We're going to add something onto that? Uh, you, don't, you don't have to. I'm I was asking. not going to add to that part. I was going to let the conversation go a little bit. Okay. And then well, I was, hit in another area. Yeah, I was going to say on, with Martine that Jesus breaks the bread, but then what does he do? He, he doesn't serve it. He doesn't do it. He gives it to the, to the disciples. Right. Yeah. So he takes it. He blesses it. It's, it's his provision, right? But then he gives it to the disciples and says, you go feed them. Yeah. Oh. So what they have in their hands is a little tiny piece of bread. And Jesus is saying, Use that, right? And all, they're all sitting there looking like, really? This little tiny, take a little bit. <laughs> Peter, Peter's probably take a little bit, just a little bit. Don't take much. Take a little bit of my Philip, <laughs> 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 Philip's sitting there saying, Lord, it would take like a year's wages to feed all these people. Calculating right? it. Calculating and figuring out, figuring out how to do it by their own power. Yeah. Kind of like what we talked about in the last episode. It's not by... Uh, might or power but it's by his spirit right. by what he does so again it's just what it's just i'm gonna say this the pet like what if you have a mouth and you have hands you can be used by god mm. the same thing with moses for god saying what's in your hand and then saying don't worry about what to say i'll tell you what to say mm-hmm. saying the same thing to jeremiah saying i will speak for you Right. If you have a mouth and you have hands, you can be used by God in whatever way. 
Yeah. Because you can speak life into people and you can bless people with what you have in your hands, whether it's financially or uh, opening up your home or feeding people or anything like that. You can bless people. You can be used by God and qualified by him to work for him and to yeah. have a greater purpose. And where I want to go now with this yes. is I got to sit up. I'm going to sit back <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Ugh. Sorry. Oh, man, I dropped my phone. There it went. It's like. It's all good. Anyways, what I was going to say is, it is so crazy that what I'm about to say. Like, it hit me when you were talking, Martin, because I was like, yeah, you know, people that that are first being used by God are like, God, I, I don't have this, or I don't have, the, like, I don't have, you know, the, the tongue to speak or something like that. But what about that one person that knows that they have an ability? Mm, yeah. But But where they're at in their life, they're like, God doesn't want to use me just yet. Ooh, because that's how I felt, you know, before I got the job that I have now, before, you know, going to Hillsong and like meeting you guys, you know, I was like, how can God use me? And I'm not even like qualified. I haven't graduated. Excuse me. I did graduate high school, but I haven't like finished college. Like I'm a college dropout, like, you know, and, and it's hard to say that, but, but it's like, how can God for me personally, how can God still use me even though I haven't finished school, even though I haven't, mm-hmm. you know, even thought about or want to do seminary or, you know, let alone finish a full three years in college. Like, you know, it's it's crazy to me that God can still use anybody and everybody no matter where you're at in your life, too. So, like, those people that are probably listening that, that yeah, they have the voice or they have the the um mental capacity to write sermons or you know they have the theology behind them but it's they're saying well my season in life is not right right now because Hmm. either my parents are going through a divorce or you know i'm in a bad relationship or i just got out of a relationship and it's like no god doesn't just want to use you for what you can do he also wants to use you through your time through the season that you're in in your life yeah you know, because that's also very important too. What the call often comes at an unconventional time. It really does. <laughs> when Jesus like called, you were the talking dis- about the other. Yeah. Well, when Jesus episode. when Jesus called the disciples, they were all doing their job. They yeah. were doing what they knew to do. And in the middle of that, Jesus says, "Hey, leave everything and come follow me." Mm-hmm. That happened to me. I I ignored my call to become a pastor the first time. I might have talked about this a little bit, but when I first got the call, I had just started like going for my master's in architecture and I got scared and I was like, Oh, like that would mean I quit all this stuff. Like I'd have to stop what I'm doing. And I'm glad like, you didn't bro. And again, like, yeah, God is, is going to use that degree and he's going to use what I've been through in gonna a great build way. Churches, bro. But churches. So yeah, but that's the thing. I I got I I heard the call and I was like, eh, really bad timing, God. Like I could, I don't want to do that right now because I would mean I have to leave this degree and and stop what I'm doing, right? Stop what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. And it, it's it always comes at an unconventional time. God will call you to do something when you least expect it and when you least want to. And one of the best examples I have too is like my dad. Yeah. He had yeah. four professions, five professions before he became a pastor. Like, started off in construction, made good money, and, you know, had a house and everything. Like, back then when, you know, my my dad was, back then in, like, the 90s, to have a, 
like a, a, a two story home with like five rooms in California, Southern California. I was like, whoa, you got money. Yeah. You know, and that's the money he was making during construction. And then he got married to my mom and, you know, they, uh, you know, they started a family and stuff. And then when they had us, we moved out to Las Vegas. He was still working construction and then he ended up not doing that anymore. Then he ended up working for the police department and he did that. And he was like getting ready to go back to school to start going for like a criminal justice um, associates degree or something like that. So that way he can move up and be more, you know, of someone in leadership mm-hmm. at the police department. And he was really like looking forward to starting his career there, but he had always still had a nudge in his heart to, you know, to serve. And funny enough, you know, when my dad went to UCLA to be, to go study, to go to school, he dropped out too. <laughs> And but he wanted to be a doctor. That was originally what he wanted to do. And then he then he dropped out. And now it's funny because we we joke about it and say, yeah, you were called to be a doctor, just not the doctor that you thought it was. Yeah, you were called to be a heart doctor, a spirit doctor, you know, heart doctor. You know, yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, well. But anyways, it's just crazy how for my dad it was that time in his life where he's he had the abilities to lead people i mean he he knew it too because mm-hmm. when they left their church people followed mm, like yeah. half the congregation showed up at my house on a thursday night ready to have praise and worship like we're here for church and give like, and even give freaking offering like <laughs> <laughs> just like what do we do with it? yeah put it in an envelope <laughs> and so it was you know it's funny how my dad just took on the role, just said yes, kept, you know, kept doing that. Um, but his season in his life was he was like, am I even ready for this? Because oh, that means I'd have to take a pay cut. And that's when it's like, yeah, but you got to trust me. You got to trust in me. And my dad being, you know, the guy that he is, he was like, well, if I go become a pastor, like I don't they don't make that much money. And because of the grace of God and God's favor in my dad's life, you know, my parents are now in the situation where they're looking to buy their third home. And it's like, whoa, God has been so faithful, so good, all because in the season that my dad thought he was not ready to be used by God, he had faith to say, maybe I should just step out of the boat and see where this goes. Because at the the end of the day, the worst that could happen is Jesus is going to pull me out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I like that, yeah. Oh, bro, bro, Get up on that mic, Oscar. I mean, I'm just saying, as far as, like, you and the disciples, when he said, like, follow me, like, they didn't really know what that looked like. Yeah. Right, like, exactly. They, it's like, exactly. you were saying with your dad, though, like, he took a pay cut, but what did that look like for them? Yeah. Like, they're tax collectors or fishermen. Like, they had a legit, like, trade that they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just knew they had a heart for what God was calling them to, but they didn't know what that looked like. So just being able to step into that in faith, like you said, just yeah. knowing God's going to be there and provide, it's just, I don't know. Right. Well, and take trust from them. Say that again, Martin. Like, like I was hearing something like from Pastor Evans, like when he was talking about the disciples that, like, you have to think about the disciples, like what you were saying, Oscar. They had to have like it had to take a lot of trust from them. Yeah. To actually follow Jesus, like I can just put myself. I can be like Peter and fishing, and this random guy come to the hey, like, leave what you're doing and leave your trade, like, and then it started made made me start to think that these guys really had to trust like have a lot of trust in this guy mm-hmm. like how to really trust like 
okay, like, am I really going to leave everything that I have? All the things that I may be comfortable to and that I've been, like, you know, growing up to or I worked so, like, I know a lot of people, like, I worked my butt off to, like, be at the position I'm at. And then here, God's, yeah, and, like, and like it had to take a lot of trust for them. Yeah. And that's why I put in perspective, like, yeah, these guys, they had to have faith. They had a lot of, have a lot of faith in Jesus. Yeah. To leave everything for them. It's, like, insane, and yeah. Going back to it, not to just, I mean, to get back on point, is that, like, God can use any of us. Yeah. You know, and. I mean, Jesus picked out a tax collector. Yeah. Like the scum of the earth, basically, back in those days. Yeah. Like, lowest of the low. Well, I mean, I want to get real for a second, too. Like. Oski and Martin, you know, they're sitting here with us. And before we were, were recording, you know, Oscar was, was saying how like, oh, I don't mean to like expose you guys, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't mean to expose you guys. But, you know, Os- Oski was like, oh, I sit here in this room with you guys like Matt, Easy, you know, Noah, Martin. And I'm just like, how am I sitting here? Why am I here? Yeah. And it's like, bro, because God wants to use you so yeah much and he has such a good calling over your life you know it it doesn't what noah and i are doing it's 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 nothing compared to what god's gonna do in your life you know so and then with you martin you know just like knowing you know no not knowing you for so long but having you start you know coming into the group and you're only 21 and we were discussing off the mic you know again like relationship stuff and the way you answered those questions man for a 21 year old no, I was not that there when I was when I was twenty one. I, I was not, not that there. way either. Yeah, I was, and so like you know the wisdom that you have, God wants to use that too. God wants, and the way you speak too yeah. on the podcast, bro, man. You're spitting Jeez. fire at us. Same He's thing with Oscar over there, man. Jeez, you guys both are just. <laughs> you got no. I'm serious. You guys both have have callings over your lives. So when you guys feel like, you know, oh maybe. You know, what am I doing here sitting here with these guys or something like that? It ain't about that at all. No, no, no. No, no. You got you got to record this. No, but I mean, I, if I'm be real, like, yeah, I'm in the season right now where I'm dealing with that a little bit on these last few days. But one thing it's that's been speaking to my heart, it's like, like you guys said, as far as the disciples, like they were fishermen, they were tax collectors did they really have that solid education like the pharisees did like not even close yeah so why did like jesus come and not pick them they had all the knowledge but yet he went and picked common people people they were uneducated pretty much yeah and that gives me peace knowing that because sometimes i do get into that that funk of like oh do i really know enough yeah like we were talking about unqualified like (laughs) sometimes i feel like that and that's something that i'm dealing with right now I want to be real. And I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there too that are dealing with that too. I mean, just knowing that if your heart is for God, like we're talking about, it doesn't matter where you are in life. He's going to use whatever you have to pretty much use you. So just having peace in that and confidence that he's going to use you just pretty much. Yeah. Don't, don't push yourself to where it's stressing you out or making you act weird. Well, and going back into Exodus 2 with Moses, God did not call Moses to use what he didn't have. You know, like both in both cases, Moses or God asks that person, what do you have? Yeah. And he's reiterating that point. Like God does not require you to use what you don't have. God does not expect you to have the skills 
ready in place. He'll give you that as you go on, as you progress, if, if you need that. And, and I think that's where I get caught up too, is where like, God, I don't know theology that much. I don't know like how to do the best thing for, for these certain things. I don't know how to run a business. And God's like, I didn't ask you for that. Yeah. I didn't. He's like, I didn't ask you for those things. I asked you for your life. I asked you to follow me. I, I asked you to just follow me first, right? The calling comes in two stages. The calling comes in the relationship part because with the disciples, they got called twice. I don't remember exactly where that is, but it's in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and stuff, but it all kind of, um, it comes in two parts, right? The first call is the relationship with God. God wants that relationship first with you to say, I want your heart. I want you, I want your full undivided attention to me, mm-hmm. right? Because he doesn't want just someone that says, oh, I'll kind of give you my life, right? But I want to yeah. hold on to these things. No, he wants mm-hmm. the full obedience, the full following. So the first call is the relationship. The second call is to the task, right? And that's where I'm, that's where I'm, I'm sitting in between right now because I felt the call to relationship to have to turn my life around, to be fully focused on God. Am I doing a perfect job of it? No. Like there are times when I'm like saying I need to, I, I can do better. I need to focus more on this, whatever that is. But I received the call the first time, like I said, and I kind of ignored the call to go into ministry. So now I'm like, okay, God, like I'm at the point where I'm saying, God, whenever you call me, whatever the circumstance is. I'm going to respond with a yes and like a hard yes, not a yes, but can I do this? No, it's gonna be like, yes, God, whatever you want me to do. And there have been steps along the way where I feel like God has asked me to like apply for a new job. And I've Mm -hmm. done that. I, but I felt, I don't, I don't know why I didn't get that job, but I felt the I felt God nudging me to say, you need to apply for that job. Maybe that's going to open up the next stage for me to go into my purpose. I don't know. But when he calls, respond with a yes, right? The disciples didn't, some of them are like, well, we got to go do this first real quick. I got to go, you know, do this and this and this. And Jesus says, just follow me. Just come right now. Leave what you have. Leave everything behind, right? And it just means getting uncomfortable. It goes back to like our third episode of getting out of the boat, Yeah. you know? Like if you want to do the impossible things with God, you have to get out of that boat and walk on that water. And do what he's called you to do. And God will do those things for you. And he will, Jesus, when he was calling Peter out of the boat, he didn't say, hey, Peter, put your, put your uh, floating shoes on. Yeah. You know, he didn't say, hey, Peter, uh, did you do that? He, no, he said, Peter asked a question, is it you? If it's you, let, tell me to come and I'll come. And Jesus said, come to me, basically. And Peter had what he had himself, his shoes, his clothes, in the mess, in the middle of the storm. And he was called to go in that moment. And he did. And the impossible happened. Here's, oh, sorry, man. Here's <laughs> the crazy part about that, too, is because we think that the call is to walk on the water. Like, let's just put that for the example, right? Right, right, right. You know, to follow God, to answer the call, to say that we're not qualified, but then we end up walking on water and we want to continue walking on water, right? That's not always going to happen, though. So... It's crazy to me to just think this is just the thought that popped up Yeah, that like maybe the call, maybe the purpose or maybe the unqualified part was to be unqualified. Mm. So that way, again, so when you drop into the water, (laughs) when you drop into the water, again, you're not going to drown. The worst thing that's going to happen is your head's going to be over the water and Jesus is going to be holding you and just like dragging you back to the boat. Yeah, Here's where it gets crazy. 
once you get back on the boat, all that unqualifiedness of you is sitting there drenched. Mm-hmm. You're wet. In the You're mess. fully wet, right? And other people are sitting there looking at you and saying, how is it that you're so unqualified and you should have been dead, but Jesus brought you back into mm-hmm. the boat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and then that's what I'm saying, like the unqualifiedness, if that is even a word, unqualifiedness of, of someone's call or someone's purpose is sometimes that first step is just to like fall and stumble. Mm. And then to come back and Jesus to, 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 you know, have Jesus there and that person not have their spirit broken, that person still serve God, that person still show that those, those fruits of the spirit. And to say, for someone to say, how is it that you were drowning? How is it that Mm. you were broken? Yet here you are sitting drenched, still ready to jump out of the boat when called. And Peter didn't quit at the, after that moment, he kept going. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a testament of to what it, we should be like. We should not be afraid to be sitting in the boat with wet clothes because those wet clothes is an example to other people that, yeah, yeah. I, I went out of the boat. I took that faith. And even though I was unqualified for it, Jesus still had my back, brought me back from what that situation was. Now I can move forward and yeah. say, okay, where do I go from here, God? You know, like, that's, I think, is like the unspoken part of being unqualified is the failure mm, of yeah. trying to be qualified. I mean, sorry, Martin, we'll get to you. No, no. <laughs> but like Moses went through that too. He kills an Egyptian. He m- commits murder. Yeah. And God still calls him and says, yeah, you're pretty unqualified. I want to use you. <laughs> like, I don't know. God's so attracted to those broken pieces mm-hmm. because I just think, had Jesus come and used the Pharisees, the Pharisees would have been like, oh, been simple. It's, it's because we got it right. Yeah. Right? It would have been pride. It would have been uh, self-righteousness. And Jesus is like, no, I want to prove who I am to people. Yeah. Not who you are. I want to prove who I am. Therefore, I'm going to use these people that just have their lives open to being used. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. If you have an open heart and a willingness to, to follow, God's like, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use every single thing you've been through. I'm going to use all the little mistakes that you make along the way. Right? How many times did Jesus probably rebuke Peter? Yeah. That we don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we hear a few of them, but how many times did he probably rebuke the disciples for probably once a day stumbling? At least. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Peter, bro, get it together, yeah. man. Go ahead, Martin. You had something to say. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, sorry. Like, oh, like when Oscar was talking about, like, um, with the Pharisees and stuff. So, so what I learned about from my youth pastor was that in their culture back then, like I think it still applies to now. Um, every every kid who is born as a boy, they are kind of they're basically destined to become, um, was it uh, a rabbi? Mm, yeah, yeah. So and it's crazy because he was going in like my youth pastor was going in depth about it. So basically, and it, I think it still applies today. So if a kid is born and he's a boy, they like legit like legitimately they kind of like help them like they're predestined to become rabbis so they purposely put them in these schools to learn about mm-hmm. the bible and this and that but there's a, like there's a whole process to it like you have to go through like these certain grades and you have to like they would like quiz you like a verse and then you have to know the verse before and after it but there's a certain period where if you don't if you don't are good enough they cut you out and um if they cut you out that's when you go learn the family trade but there's like so like it's basically like a middle school and then a high school and like a, a university level and so 
like the way it works kind of is that if you pass through all those tests, then the rabbi has like a few selection of the, of the kids in front of him and he picks like a handful of them and it follows him with the rabbi. And then even if you go through all that schooling, the rabbi one day can be like, I don't think you're cut, like good enough and he'll cut you off. Mm. So then my youth pastor, like, all right, since we know that that not because we did like there's actually history that that's how it is over there. Yeah. We, now he put in perspective that, OK, now Peter was mm. born. He is a boy. He was he was predestined to become a rabbi. He didn't make the cut. He and then think about Matthew. All these kids didn't make the cut. Oh. And then now and then look, but think about it, like they didn't make the cut and they had to learn the family tree, not at a choice, but because they had to. Peter had he learned he was a fisherman because oh that was gosh. a family trade. Now think about it. When when Peter was on the boat doing his family trade because he wasn't good enough. Someone told them that you were not good enough to be this. Jesus came up to him and said, You are good enough for me. And you're good enough to follow me. And that's like, and that's insane. And that's crazy because then now we can put in our perspective, like, man, like if someone's going through something like, hey, like they've been told, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not qualifying. You didn't go to school. Nothing this. Jesus like looking at like looks at you and looks at me and say, No, you work, you you are good enough. You are qualified enough. And Jesus calls unqualified to become qualified. Yeah. And then like another thing I was like thinking about, like Pastor Stephen was saying that like. It's like what you were saying, no, like that willingness. All he wants is that willingness. Mm -hmm. And then like, even though if you don't, like even the little stuff you have, you may not know how to do it, but you know who knows how to do it. And he was talking about, Pastor Steven was talking about like how a farmer didn't know how to, a farmer who was, who that's his main job is to know how to farm. He didn't know how to farm, but he knew who was in charge. Like, and that's why he said like, like that's what hit me when he was talking about is like, we were like so consumed on how to do certain things. And we're not letting God do his job. Like God's saying, yeah. let, just, just have your faith in me and let me do my job. Absolutely. Like just put that, just put that faith and just put that foot like Peter going out on the boat and say, hey, just follow me and let me do my job. I'll take care of the rest. And like that's what like it's, it's like it's, it's insane, though, to think about like, you know, Peter and all those guys were rejected. They, to, they were told that they were not good enough. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came up to him and said, hey, like. You are good rejected enough. By, rejected yeah. by the culture, we, by like, society, yeah. by the, the leaders of the time. Yeah. Saying like, nah, you don't got what it takes. And then rejects out of that culture oh. became one of the greatest scenes in the, the whole is to pre, like, preach the gospel. And that we, that means that we as rejects can do, like God can do that yeah. through oh us. And it's insane. Yeah. Wow. You know what? Well, from here on out, it won't be Noah and Easy's podcast. <laughs> I was going to say. It's going to be Martin. When, <laughs> when we're like having our church and we're like, hey, who wants to go to the podcast? We're like, Martin, you got it, bro. You're leading yeah. this thing yeah. straight yeah. up. Man, that just hit me. Like, which you just wow, said something. Like, I f- there's so many times when people say like, you know what? You don't have what it takes to do this. Like, rather than sulking in that and going back and like retreating from that, advance to that and say, you know what? You know what? I don't have what it takes, but I know who has what it takes yeah. to ha- help me do this. Like, I know I don't have what it takes. That's why I have God. That's why I have Jesus in my life to help me do these things. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. That's powerful, man. Wow. Seriously. Dang, bro. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, like, no, like, like, do we need to keep rejected. going? Like, <laughs> like, it's insane. Like, when I put, think about, like, Peter was one of those kids who were going to school, and he, he someone told him, "You're not good enough," and he got rejected. Enough, yeah. And he had to be a fisherman because it was the only thing left. Yeah. He had to do it, not because of the, oh, I want to be a fisherman. No, he had to do it because he wasn't good that enough. Puts... He didn't put the, he didn't make the cut. And then one day, randomly, Jesus went up to him, was like, Peter, 
come follow me. You're good enough. You can do this. You're qualified. See, now, knowing that, it just puts so much more into perspective. Yeah. Because what you said is, is, is what theology is. Like, it's just, that's what I'm saying, man. You're 21 years old. You are wise for being 21. Seriously. Uh, no, you taught no one us, no one I something right now. I, have, I, I did not know that, bro. I did like, not know that. Like we didn't know that that was something that all the boys, Jewish boys, had to do. So thinking of it now, it's like okay, no wonder the Pharisees were so upset because they're thinking, they're thinking, yeah, Lord, but I'm the one that got qualified, and and Jesus is like, it doesn't matter. I could use qualified people or unqualified people, and it's like. That's that's the thing is like how crazy it is for for us to be like you know what the failures that someone goes through is is wild because yeah, if there was no Peter if Peter rather let's put it this way if Peter was qualified to be a rabbi we would probably not have the church that we have today y'all what was Jesus's trade a carpenter Oh my God, bro! You just smacked me across the face with that one. Jesus wasn't a Pharisee, or he wasn't a rabbi. Well, I mean, he was. He was a teacher. They called him rabbi. But his trade was now every carpentry, bro. Now everything. Now when now when he says I am the rabbi, and then the Pharisees are like, "You son of a, are you kidding me?" Now it makes way more sense. Like even so even crazy. even those people see Jesus. <laughs> Goodness, bro. even Jesus was rejected by the quote unquote leaders. He came, oh he came, God. he was a, he was a Jewish boy. Yeah, he was a Jewish raised boy. as he a went Jewish boy. It. And they probably was, said, nah, he ain't good enough. That's what happened during those years when he was growing up and stuff. He was going through all that stuff and they rejected him and said, you're not good enough. And Jesus oh. like, bro, you don't even know. And he became, and he became a carpenter. But, but see, but here's the thing, Here, here's the key, here's the key to all this, because when it talks about when, you know, Mary and other people that call, that call him rabbi, yeah, they're not calling him because that's what he is. They're calling him because they're calling him that because they know who he is truly. Yeah. Not Ooh. what other people have called him. They're not calling him what other people call him. They're calling him who they know who he is. Dang. And that's the thing. That's the thing. When you start having that attitude towards yourself, you're saying, but God called me something else. Everyone else says I shouldn't be a pastor because I don't have the education. I don't have this, but God called me to this. So I'm going to go with what God said. Yeah. Not what people tell me who I am. Yeah. Crazy faith. Bro. Martin just unlocked a whole like, <laughs> boo, bro, you seriously mind. just blew it up right now, man. That's good. Yo, that's good. you got to give us your Instagram handle so that we can. Make sure all these people know who well, you are. We're gonna tag them in the in the descriptions. But straight up, like even thinking about when, when Jesus was doing his work and doing his mission that he was given, what did he use? His mouth and his hands. Yeah. To heal, right? Laying of hands. He yeah. spoke to people. Yeah. Right. He wasn't like doing all kinds of crazy stuff. He was just speaking and laying hands and touching people. Yeah. So the power of God comes from his mouth and his hands. And so if you have that relationship with God, and if you have a mouth and if you have hands, you have that authority to do the same kinds of things. Jesus says we have that authority to do greater works than what he did because of 
the Holy Spirit with us in everything that we have. If you don't have anything, you have enough. Because God doesn't want to just use everything that you think you did. In fact, I think sometimes it's where God will actually remove those things from you to really say that, like, this is not you doing this. This is me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I mean, that's, that's the truth because that's where you, that, that testimony comes in where it says, I am not qualified for this. Right. Yet. Here I am. When you're standing in the miracle and you're like, I don't, this can, this can't, this can't be, be happening me. other like, than I, God. I, I literally could not have done this. And that's <sighs> why, you know, when you and I started this podcast, how qualified are we to talk about all this stuff? Exactly. You know? And, exactly. And to see where we've come from, because every time we pray before this, it's like we always make sure it's like, yo, God, like you be the one that yep. speaks. Come you speak be the one us. that talks mm-hmm. and let your spirit be here and let it like, you know, cause the thought process that we've had right now. Like this is why we love recording <laughs> like, you know, the way we do kind of like table talk because it provides that, you know, opportunity, opportunity for, for everyone to be, be blown. Yeah. So yeah. like <laughs> straight up, dude, this is <sighs> Can we just end it here? I'm just <laughs> really good. I had like I had a thing too. Like I was thinking, I was thinking about. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Dude, so sorry, keep going. I was keep going. About like with um with like this is like probably like aside from what we're talking about, but like even if people who find themselves in the calling that God's like called them to, mm-hmm. and then somewhere in the midst of it where they like they feel like they're not like um they're not doing good enough, and like okay, man, man, like I'm already in this, but I'm not doing as good as I want it to be, and they kind of want to pull out, and like you know, kind of like run away from God. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about like with Jonah, like Jonah, God called Jonah straight out to go preach to the people. And he like, he's like, no, I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. And then he went, you know, and obviously got eaten by the fish, but then like God still called him out, even though he wanted to reject God. Yeah. And like, and I feel like sometimes people feel like that too. Like, you know, they're in the calling and they want to back out. And then like, they're like, you know what? Like I backed out. I can't go back again. But God's like, no, I can, I can still use, you. Can still use you. Even though if you wanted to not wow. feel it. Wow. And I was like, I was just, I just, it was a thought that came to my man, and that my my mind, my my mind is still blown about this whole rabbi thing because that puts a whole new perspective on when Jesus says, "Why do you call me rabbi?" Yeah, like why do you call me that? And he says, like you're not supposed to call anybody else rabbi, but your father in heaven. Like, I'm not gonna go into it because I'd be that's a whole other that's a whole other topic. My gosh, that's a whole other topic. Crazy though to think about like. That they were kids, all like, yeah, unqualified like, like, I, rejects. Like, like my, my youth pastor is telling me, like the yeah, my youth pastor is telling me, and like these kids literally were, you know, tested. Like they would, they would, like they had to learn the whole Old Testament. So that's why the rabbis they knew the they had to know the Bible inside and out. So they would tell them, okay, tell this verse. Now tell me the verse before that and the verse after that. That's how they were tested. Like that mm. was a, it was a very strict, yeah. like you know, rigorous, you know, curriculum. And to think of all that stuff they went, and then what blew my mind was that even if they went through like all that testing, and then the rabbi would pick a certain amount of kids to follow him, the rabbi didn't feel like he like they were good enough. You just one day he wake up and like you know what, John, you, I don't think you're gonna make it, and yeah. all that stuff. And then he had to go do the trade, and I'm like, and like it like it, it hurts feeling that rejection. And then like when he like my pastor put in perspective, like you're like all these guys like Matthew, like Peter, like John, like all these guys were rejects. Like, and God still, like, used them. And then it kind of gives me, like, you know, peace because, 
like if I'm like, cause like when I get rejected or something like that, or I feel like I'm not qualified or I screwed up way too many times yeah. that God can't even use me. Mm-hmm. God's still like, I can still use you. I can, the mess you have, I can use that for something greater. And the pain you're going through right now, I know it sucks and it may be hurting a lot, but that pain, I'm going to use that pain for something greater Absolutely. than you actually don't like, you know, you can don't understand right now because that pain you can use for like someone else who's going to do the exact same thing months later. And because you allow God to work through that and to like plant his seed into that, you can be a testimony. You can be that comfort exactly. for someone else. And that's anyway. what's go ahead. Keep going. Oh, no, no. Yeah. You, go but ahead. that's what's so powerful about us as a community of believers is that when we go through these things, now it becomes part of our testimony. And the, and the Bible says that we overcome the, the, the temptations and everything by the blood of the Lamb, yeah, the sacrifice, yeah. and the words of our testimonies. Like, God, that's, I really think this is part of the reason why Jesus said, like, you're going to do greater works, mm. right? Because he had limited time and limited capacity at that, at that moment. But for us, like, what we're doing right now, telling testimonies and stuff, like how many more people is this really reaching and how much more can we like go and spread the gospel just because like we have this ability now, like Jesus knew this was going to happen with technology. He, he knows the beginning from the end. So he sees all this stuff happening, but that's, what's really powerful about all this is because with our testimony, right? That now gives other people the same power and authority over their own life from God, right? That they can use to, to, to keep moving forward. Yeah. You gonna say oh, something? Yeah. I was saying like like along the lines of that, like like hearing from like Pastor Stephen, like Mike Todd, like yeah. saying like, you know, stories from the Bible that God per- like purposely would go into those really hard situations mm-hmm. to make him like put his platform out there to show the world what his true power can be. Like I remember like I was reading a message yeah. of yeah. um from Pastor Stephen where this guy, I guess there's this, there was this pool where people went to. If mm-hmm. you went to it, it would heal you. So there's this guy who was lame for thirty eight years, like he couldn't walk at all. Right. And Jesus, and everyone's like, oh, there's this person, there's this person who's the sick, yep. there's this person who's sick. And it's like, no, like Jesus was looking for the, the impossible situation to make mm-hmm. it possible. He always goes after the impossible situations to show people that even though like it's, it seems messy and it's really hard, they can, he can use that for his good yep. and he can show people how good he is. And even like, even like the, like thinking about like this, like Peter and all them, like when Jesus left and he's like, okay, now you guys go out and preach the gospel like i imagine like how i'm there, like it's feeling like, like <laughs> yeah like i've been like like what are you saying like you're telling me to do this been like and god like hands that to us and then he, if we when we allow him to go through that oh well he allow like allow god's spirit to go through us we we like so much things that god like does through our lives like it like goes and expands because then peter started preaching to the, so many yep. people and people got saved yep and exactly. then it's just that willingness i think it's just that you know because we can have that fear that fear is always going to be there but god just yeah. wants that willingness be like, like I was saying before, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know who. Exactly. I know who can do this. Exactly. It's who that matters. It's the source. If I'm connected to the source, like how you guys say, it's I'm connected <laughs> yeah. to the source. That's all that matters. Yep. Yes, I mean, I mean, I feel like I have enough for this and that. But if as long as I know who and I let God do his job, he can, he's, he got the rest of it. All he wants is my willingness. Amen. All he wants is my, my say, okay, I'm going to take my first step to my right foot, my right foot, my left foot. That's all I'm just going step by step. That's Baby all steps. he wants. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like super powerful, but it's cool to think about like all the, the stories that God uses these, like these people in, in the Bible that he went into those hard situations where they seemed impossible, where that guy who was lame for 38 years, no one, like he was talking, Pastor Steven was getting in person, like imagine like how many people came up to him and like lied to him, but like, hey, like I'll help you out. Like if you just pay, like I'll give you like the first portion to me. And then when I take you to the pool, you can, you can pay the rest of it. And like, 
I'm pretty sure the guy gave him the money. Yeah. And then they probably this person got the money and dipped out. Yep. Like this guy was hopeless. Yeah. This guy had no He hope. had nothing left. Yeah, yeah, he had nothing left. He's like, you know, nothing can get better. And Jesus came to him and be like, hey, like, don't you like he told him, like, don't you want to be healed? And like, and yeah. the guy was like, Why are you like, why are you telling me if I want to be healed? Of course I want to be healed. But like Skeptical Jesus about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus was telling like he like what he was saying, what I liked about Pastor Stephen was saying that he wasn't really changing, like he wasn't like really focused on like the situation and so he was what he tried like changing was his willingness yeah, his will yeah. to trust in god again to have that faith okay mm-hmm. like i know i've gone through some stuff i know it hurts but i'm going to trust you again absolutely and like you know he, he went to that impossible situation and he, he made it possible and i think that i think god like even like to you guys who are listening like any situation you're in god can make that impossible situation yep. possible yeah. and then like just like you being being willing and even though you don't feel qualified God's still going to call you out and say, hey, he's going to call you out, not just by, by a public, you know, like a whole bunch of people around. He's going to call you out like by name, like he call out Peter, yep. like Peter, you can do this. And he's telling the same thing to you guys who are listening. Hey, I know it's rough. I know it's hard, but I believe like I have so much plan, like so many greater plans for you. You can do this. Yeah. Like th- we can do this together. And I, th- I think that's just, that's just powerful. <laughs> I think it's powerful. Bro, man. <laughs> well, no. I am so we, glad we, don't we had you sit in here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. no. Oh my God! Seriously, bro, and you—you you were saying earlier you don't. Like, I'm only 21. I'm 21. Like, okay, I'm just so glad I found you guys. Like, yeah, I'm glad right, we found bro. You, I'm man. glad we found you. Shoot, dang, yo, nah, bro, you preaching right now, bro? Like, you straight? That's some, that's some Holy Spirit work right there. No, that really is, man. Him. That really is. That's a testament to what it, what it means for us to like just pray every time before we do this. But like, ugh. I'm telling you guys, like you guys don't understand, like listening, like my, this guy right here that's saying all this, he literally five minutes ago was saying before we started recording, he was like, oh yeah, you know, I just thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to even sit here and stuff like that. But, <laughs> are you freaking like, kidding thank me? you, man. We're just glad we gave you the opportunity to talk, to bro. You taught me something right now. Like that's when you know God is working yep. within our community, yep. within our groups of people. Straight up. But like going back to the topic, I mean, I really, I really have nothing else to say about it. I don't it. either. Like, <laughs> I'm literally at a loss for words. Martine said it. I mean, you guys said it all. It's just like God is enough. He, he will be enough for you. Yeah. He has the power. He has the authority. Like, he's more than enough. I like. What do I say? Like, bro, I'm so speechless. <laughs> like, can we just cut the mics? You know, and stop it's it? like, like the it's like the thing with the, the cliche saying of God doesn't call the equipped; He equips the called. Yeah. Like, just if you're called, walk in it. Just what Martine oh, said. Man. Like, I, I'm seriously. That's mic drop. <laughs> like, oh, see, dang. Bro, you gave me something to chew on, man. <laughs> really though, I'm gonna be thinking about that a lot now. Like, oh my goodness, like the rabbi thing. Uh, it's just a it's just a testament that God uses whoever He wants to use. Yes, yes. You don't gotta be anywhere any specific. The youngest way. one in the room right now. Literally, literally, the youngest person in the room is <laughs> wising us up. Literally, what we you just heard right now, guys, that was somebody that five minutes ago was was thinking. Am I qualified enough to even be in this room with these guys? Hell yeah. I'm sorry for cussing. I don't care. Heaven yeah. Heaven yeah. No, man. Like, ah. Uh. Seriously, thank you, Martina. Yeah. And, and like, and Oscar, I'm, what you, like, both you guys. Thank you, Oscar. You as well, bro. You as well. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> All right. Well, 
We're gonna end it here. We're gonna like, end I, it there, I don't know what that, else to say. I'm to sorry. Say I'm at a loss for so, words. <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys so much for just that wisdom that you dropped because it was insane. But this is a short episode. Where are we at? No, dude, we're at 51 minutes. Oh, dang, that was fast. <laughs> I know. I, I looked over. I was like, dang, we're already there. I was like, 30 minutes tops. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's- okay, well, let's end it, bro. <laughs> right. Well, before we end every episode, we like to offer that prayer for salvation for anybody coming to Christ for the first time or uh, rededicating themselves and saying, you know what? Like, God has called me. I don't have what it takes, but I know yeah. God has what it takes. So yeah. I'm going to give my life to Him and walk in His faith and walk in my faith. And so. The Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. Amen. So as always in our custom, in our fashion, I'm going to say a prayer. Yep. And y'all can repeat after me. So let's say this together. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Thank you for the life you gave me. Thank you for the life you gave me. I believe in you. I believe in you. I put my trust in you. I put my trust in you. And thank you for dying. And thank you for dying. Just for me. Just for me. Today I give you my life. Today I give you my life. I will follow you. I will follow you. From this day forward. From this day forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we're celebrating with you. Welcome to the family. It's the best decision you could ever make in your entire life. It's time to get out of the boat and walk and not calling. Yes. And get equipped by God. So if you guys did make that decision, we want to hear from you. As always, we love hearing from you guys. Tag us in the stories, but send us an email too. Uh, That email is connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us in those DMs at Connection Podcast on IG. Again, like Noah said, you know. Get those stories, tagging us in them. Tag us in those stories. Love that you guys are doing that. That's so awesome. And if you guys, like whatever you guys are getting from these, let us know because it's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. All right. Martin and Oscar, thank you guys so thank much again. Thank you guys again. so much. Thank you guys. All right, guys. We love you all. Have a fantastic week. Peace out, guys.